This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ale Pacino, the only ale that's sometimes Italian or Cuban. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that you can only watch once. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. Uh, Please don't do that, though. We need people to listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) And today we are here to talk about movies that we feel like we can only watch once. And I mentioned that in the last one where it's like it could be because they're disturbing, they're fucked up, they're boring or horrible, like anything that you feel like you really can only watch once. And uh, I don't know about for you, like for my list, I literally did ones that I... uh, only watched like once or twice because i felt like again too disturbing or just really fucked up yeah um most of mine are like more on the horror aspect side of it um i don't have many because i actually had a kind of a kind of a hard time with this one Mm. um because i there aren't many films for me yeah that 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 I feel like, wow, like that was either too disturbing or that was, that was, I, I don't know. I don't fall into that lane very often. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I only have like three. Okay. <laughs> usually I'm pretty good about that too. Like usually I can be like, okay, I've seen a movie that's fucked up. I can rewatch it again. Yeah. Um, but then there are just some movies where it's like, I've talked about them before. I've had memories of them before. They've stuck in my brain, but I literally just never want to watch them again. Yeah. So, like, I tried to stay away also from, um, because, like, for me, one of the big things about, like, what what would have been just, like, an easy layup would pretty much just be, like, any, like, detective noir film. Yeah. Because, like, once you know the, the mystery or, like, you find out who the killer is, it kind of just is like, okay, now I just you completely kind of lose interest after that. I mean, like there are certain like seven, I I can always watch seven, seven fight club are like the only two like mystery ones where it's like, they have rewatchability. Yeah. Cause I agree. Like any like mystery film, you can only really watch once. Yeah. Like knives out. Uh, I know you, I don't think you've seen Knives Out yet. I know who the killer is, though, and that's oh, okay. the fucking problem. Right, so it's just so like, it's, eh, like, so again. It's like, yes, I want to watch it, but, like, I already know who did it. Right, so. so it's just like, I like Knives Out, but again, like, I just don't need to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, on the other hand, it's a, I do find it interesting because my girlfriend, she she's watched that movie, like, six times. Yeah. She, like, loves it. I'm like, really? But, like, you get it. Like, you, yeah, it's, you, it's you know what it is. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. So I tried to, I, I tried to like, stay away from uh, that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do any of the the mystery aspects to it too. Yeah. Um. I also tried to stay away from like ones that I just felt like were just bad in general. Um. Yeah. It's more of just like my honorable mentions that I have that are like the bads in general. Yeah. But like for the most part, it's actually because of like the content that I just never wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Um. So I guess I'll go first then, since you only have three okay. and I have my standard five. Okay. Uh. So building up to like horrible then. Um. I have watched it twice because we did it for Ooh, the, I You're know. not even following your own rules. Because <laughs> I said once or twice, so technically I'm still in the lane. Um, so first one for me is Grave of the Fireflies. Um, oh, the anime. Yeah, I just found it like too sad really to really watch <laughs> it again. And then I was like, hey, Frank, you want to feel fucking horrible emotions? Let's watch this one for the podcast. Um, but yeah, like it, it showcased where, you know, even as like an anime and animated film, you can have like horrible real life situations. And like the whole idea of like a brother and sister literally surviving war. A, yeah, a world war and like just trying to survive and yeah. then like not even really 
dying from the war, but dying from like the aftermath of war, um, I think was really heartbreaking. And it's one of those films that like have actually made me cry while watching it. Yeah. It sucks. It's a sad movie. Yeah, I, it is. Um, I also like fucking with people and being like, hey, you remember you like that, anime? You remember Here's the fun one? <laughs> you remember the company that made My Neighbor Totoro? <laughs> like the movie that's literally just an hour and a half of like a big squishy bear? Yeah. You'll love this other one, Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it's a good movie. Um, I, I, you I just know. can't get past like the anime realm. It, it, yeah, anime is so hard for me. Although I did like, uh, the other one that we did. Princess Mononoke? No, no, no. The, the, <laughs> the one with the racing, the race cars or the bikes. Oh, Akira. Akira. Yeah. Akira is cool. Um, I did, I did appreciate Akira. Um, but I don't know. I have a hard time with anime. Yeah. I don't know There's, why. I still got one in the chamber that I think you'll like just because it's a psychological thriller. Mm. But we'll save that for a rainy day. There you go. Um, all right. So I wanted to talk about a film called Elephant. Oh, David uh, David Lynch. No. No, Elephant Man. That's Elephant Sorry. Man. <laughs> Never uh, mind. This is a film by um, Gus Van... Uh, what is it? Gus Van Sant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's... Uh, it, this is a movie that... It's a good movie. But again, you just know after you watch it once, you're like, I never <laughs> need to see that again mm-hmm. um, because it is a meditative film about kids preparing to do a school shooting. Oh, I have heard about this. Yeah. Doing the school shooting mm-hmm. and the film lingers with these characters and you're walking down the halls with them and a lot of tracking shots and if you if you don't know like if somebody just says like hey i want to show you this movie elephant and you and you have no idea like what's like what's going to happen well also you shouldn't be friends with that person well then. well yeah <laughs> but uh like if if you don't know like what's going to like you know you get to the point in the movie where you're like this is the own this is the in the inevitable mm-hmm. like solution like you know conclusion to the story and you're just like you know what's going to happen and you just like you're like this is it like mm-hmm. th- this is where we're going and i can't stop this train so this this is it and it's just a movie that i just never need to watch again yeah like it's similar to like a film called we need to talk about kevin i was actually um, going to bring that up cuz like i it seems a little bit like in that same it's realm it's similar to that it's what you know it's before that but yeah. uh but tilda swinton right um and what's his name who's like a fucking mess right now uh mm. ezra miller oh yeah, um, yeah yeah he he plays like kevin and he's going through like he's like just like just fucked up in the head and it's mm-hmm. like why he grows up in a household that you know the mother tries to love him and like she he, there's nothing like that happened to him that would be like oh this is a cause so yeah. it's like and again like you just know that clearly we know what the in, the inevitable is and like i don't know man like Especially because there was like that recent really bad sh- uh, school shooting out in Texas, I think it was, right? Yeah. Um, which is still going on because which, like, which really like brought this film for me like up to the forefront because mm-hmm. I was like, elephant, like that's like why I think this movie came up because I forgot about this film mm-hmm. because I think I just wanted to forget about it. Yeah. And and then re- I you know like w- and then I was like yeah you know what? I just I never need to watch that movie again. It's just like it's sad mm-hmm. and it's just like one of those films where it's just like I there's I, no I've real- seen it. I don't need to go back to this. Yeah, there's no real like redeeming qualities to it. Again, it, 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 it's a good movie though. That's mm. the thing. Like, I don't think it's a bad film, 
But again, like going like where the movie goes and knowing where the movie goes, it's like I don't need to see this mm-hmm. again. So yeah. that's my first pick. Nice. Um, my next one again, building. Um, Eraserhead, David Lynch. It's a fucking weird movie. Eraserhead's it's so th- strange. I I like it, but man, I can't bring myself to watch it more than once. Um, I would have put Blue Velvet on here because I heard that's like way more disturbing, but like I've never seen Blue Velvet. Have you never seen Blue Velvet? No, I just know it's like really fucked up. Uh, no, not really. It's all right. All right. Well, Eraserhead, I felt like more disturbed by. I actually like, really like Blue Velvet. Hmm. It's like one of the one I'm of the a, few David I'm Lynch films that you like. I'm not a huge Lynch fan, but I, I do like Blue Velvet. I like what David Lynch is all about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Eraserhead, like between like the Radiator Woman, the actual the baby. Radiator Woman is so strange. The baby oh. is so fucked up. Stomping out, what was it like? Fucking like little versions of the baby. <laughs> like, Dude, I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's so <laughs> it's so disturbing and so weird. Like I just I I feel sick almost every time that i watch it yeah. um and i guess that's the point of like these films um i guess i'll go and like to keep it kind of like leveled up i'll go into my next one okay since you have three uh so my next one still building uh again a film that i think is really really good it's just like it's got those qualities about it that like you don't really want to watch again and that's requiem for a dream Really? Yeah. You would never want to watch that again, huh? I mean, I go back and forth with it, but, like, I've only watched it once, and, like, everything involving, like, the drug use, and then, like, at the end of, like, all four of them being in, like, such a horrible spot, and Jared Leto's arm being cut off, like, you actually see the saw going in. It's I'm messed surprised. Up. It's messed up. It I mean, is. And I'm, uh, the weird I'm thing is... I'm actually really shocked. I'm, <laughs> I'm not in the minority here. Like, there's plenty of things where it's, like, you know... Movies that you only want to watch once, like Requiem for a Dream, is on there. Oh, and like, yeah, I guess I didn't really look up any lists. So, yeah, I mean, I I do just to like see like if mine match up with like certain aspects to it because I have like fucking like deep cut out there ones, and I'm like, does anybody remember these? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but Requiem for a Dream shows up in like almost all of them. That's surprising to me. Wow, I really like Requiem for a Dream. I, I do mean, too. It, it is. It's an uncomfortable film. It is, and I think that's part of the reason why is because like it deals with situations where you don't. You, you have to be in the mindset to do that, like yeah. watch these types of films. And it's never a situation where it's like, I am interested to be in this mood. Yeah. Um, But it is also one of two performances that I actually like out of Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. So that and um, the Joker. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that and Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i um, did like him though in uh in in house of gucci i didn't see house i of thought gucci. he was hilarious in that. Uh, okay <laughs> um okay so my next pick is a film that i too have seen twice but i tried Ooh. i tried my absolute damnedest to not <laughs> but my girlfriend was like i need to watch this movie and she was like you need to watch it with me and i was like i've already seen it i don't want to watch it again and she was like, yeah, no, but you're going to watch it with me. But I tr- I was like, no, please just watch it by yourself. She's like, no, you, what do you want? I want to watch it with you. I was like, fine, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. And that is 2008's Martyrs. Oh, uh, yeah. I've never seen this movie. Oh, no? So, I know right, it's well, fucked then, up. Well, then I won't ruin it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But no, fuck it. I'll ruin it. So, I know about the girl in the trash can. Um, So the movie starts off really interesting actually i would say i don't know the exact length of this film but let's say the movie's two hours long um the first hour let's say the first half of this movie is actually like a really compelling horror film Mm -hmm. it's 
it's it's all about it's very similar to like the Baba Dukes situation okay. where it's like mental problems, mm-hmm. like mental health issues are haunting you, and 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 it's phys- and it's forming itself in a physical way. Yeah, and um and the movie is disturbing alone, mm-hmm. like with that. And I pretty much told Jess, I was like, listen, I think you're going to be into like the first hour and then you're going to get into the second half of the film and you're just it's going to just be like, why am I watching this? Yeah, because the second portion of the film basically just becomes like a torture porn. It's just a snuff film, right? Essentially. I mean, there is a point to it and it does try to make some like existential um, just you know, breaking the walls down of like life and, and, and exploring like what the human, the human body can go through. Mm-hmm. And if you can, you know, sir, if, if you are like a chosen person that, that <laughs> you is, can surpass pain. Well, yeah, that's literally what mm-hmm. it is. It's like, if you can like surpass get and getting through all of this pain, then you will hit this certain um, point of like enlightenment and you will be, um, just like above mm-hmm. everybody and and i think like the ending ending is really cool because it, there's like this organization that is basically like in charge of this and they are um essentially trying to find people that they that can become martyrs mm-hmm. and then your lead character becomes one and then she like they they basically like want to know like what's on the other side mm-hmm. like what is what is life after death and your main character like whispers to like the the president or whatever of this like organization like and you don't hear what she tells her but then the woman ends up like going out in front of like the, all of the members of like this cult essentially and they're like waiting for what she's going to say and then she just kills herself mm. and it's like you never so you don't know and it's like okay that's cool but getting to that point i mean literally dude the last half hour or, i mean the last hour of this film is just Watching a girl get beat up, mm-hmm. punched, um, uh, shave her head, punch her, you know, uh, force feed her food, um, her crying, her laying on the floor, her chained to a wall, her trying to fight back, not being able to, and then just getting her ass beat for like the last hour. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, I, I get it. Yeah, like I get what <laughs> you, you could guys have done are trying this in, to in do. Like Fifteen minutes. Yeah, like I get what you guys are trying to do. I understand it. I mean, and then it gets to like they skin her, like they mm-hmm. literally like peel all of her skin off, and then she's like floating in this thing. Like it's just, it's it's not even that it disturbs me because again, like I I'm pretty much like desensitized to all fucking yeah. bullshit like gore and films. So like that stuff doesn't bother me. It's just like why. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like I don't find it enjoyable to yeah. watch this girl just get beat up for for an hour. Yeah, it's like know? it's just too much. Yeah, it's just like there's, there's something there's no with like story here at this point. There's something with like acupuncture needles in it too, right? Um, yes, yeah. yes, there is. I've seen that scene, and I'm just like, wow, this is the whole movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. So like, and again, like you, the first hour, or the first half of the film is actually really interesting and actually pretty kind of like it's actually kind of scary and mm-hmm. like it's it's cool. And then it just turns into torture porn. And I'm mm-hmm. like, eh, this isn't for me. Yeah. I, uh, I've, I've only heard about it. It's kind of on my list. Cause like, I'm just intrigued by like 
the sheer amount of yeah. like and they made a violence. remake i didn't see the remake but the the I heard foreign the version shitty. probably i mean it the foreign is. version i think is that's the original the yeah. 2008 one that's the one that i've seen so the foreign one i've heard is like way worse oh, and okay. that's just i mean you yeah. know americans have to tone it down for whatever reason yeah but uh western audiences can't handle shit yeah that's okay we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're good at other things <laughs> um okay my next one something that it actually, like, I hadn't watched it until maybe, like, two years ago. When I was a teenager, it was, like, the talk of everything. And especially, too, because of, like, where we live, it was, like, very prominent where it's, like, oh, my God. Like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, Poughkeepsie tapes. Right. Um, I've seen when, it. When I watched it, man, it was fucked up. Like, between, <laughs> between, like, you know, the ending of the captive girl, like, actually being, like, like she's missing body parts right, that's and like, like the, she's that, fucked that's up. the movie that ends where it's like a news interview right yeah and like she's like sitting in the chair and then she's got like she's like missing an arm like exactly. both of her arms right yeah and then it cuts to like her being like oh like she killed herself right um and then like the actual like murderer like walking on all fours with like the creepy fucking um like bird mask right when the i was like doctor mask yeah exactly yeah. when when i was a teenager everybody was talking about this film and they were like scared shitless. Um, they were like, "Oh, like it's it's not safe to go around like Poughkeepsie." And I watched it, and I was like, "You know what? Like, I understand that this is one of those found footage films that like kind of like a Blair Witch thing, where it's very early on found footage. So it's like you know, people think it's real, yeah, but it's actually faked, right? And it's like, man, like had you had you just like told me that you actually found these footages." I could believe it. And it's one of those ones where it's like, I never want to watch again. Because even you have, like, the fake news reporters that are like, oh, like, I I went and I was like, I had to bring this home to, like, edit it down. And my wife saw, like, uh, a few of the videos. And now, like, she won't talk to me. She won't touch me. <laughs> and it's like, my God. Uh, like, uh, uh, and it's not even that they show, like, a lot in there. No. They just literally show enough for you to be disturbed. Yeah. And that's where I think it got me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fucked up movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, my last choice mm-hmm. um, is a film that I don't want to say it's on the same level of Martyrs, um, but it really just makes me sad the, uh, uh, in this one, and that is uh, Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Mm. That was also one that I saw a lot on the lists. Oh, okay. I think fittingly so. Yeah. Um, it depicts the last 12 hours of Jesus um, and, you know, the crucifixion of him in Jerusalem. Uh, I'm not super religious. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. so like, it's not like that, that portion portion of it is like the part that bothers me. It's not like the religion, the religious aspect of me that, um, is like, you know, doesn't like it. It's really just the fact that whether or not, you know, you believe that Jesus Christ is a real person or that he existed or that he didn't exist, uh, or if he is the son of God and he walked on water or whatever, that's not the point uh, that I'm trying to make. It's the fact that, um, like historically mm-hmm. it's there's there's uh, there's there is a historical account of a man who claimed to be the son of god mm-hmm. and called himself jesus and this is literally what they did to him and like that is a fact like that is a historical accuracy yeah. like this happened to this guy the whether or not scene. he was you know the messiah mm-hmm. besides the point the fact is that this happened to this person yeah and the scene where they bring where the Jews bring Jesus to the Romans and the Romans do not want to do it. 
mm-hmm. they're like, did you have you seen The Passion? Yeah, but you okay. know what the fucked up thing is? Is like, I I was brought to the theaters when I was about like eleven or twelve to go see it. Oh, okay. So it was like too early, right, right, to really right. process everything. But the whipping scene alone. Oh my god. Yeah. When when he's like actually laying there on the floor and just like bleeding boom. and just it's ugh. like a pool of blood. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is so he messed. Does, up. He doesn't hold back. I mean, no. Mel Gibson did not hold back on that film, and he he showed everything. And mm-hmm. I mean, like in a way, you kind of respect it because yeah. it's like wow, like you actually went 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 ahead and like pulled the trigger on it. Right. It's like no other you know no other nobody else would have done, fucking done this. Mm. Like you know nobody else had the balls to do something like that. And um and. Again, like when when the Jews bring him to the Romans and the Romans just don't want to do it, but then they realize that like there's going to be a fucking uprising if they mm-hmm. don't do this, so they they pretty much just have to do it. They're kind of forced to do this to this person. Is like that's what really like hit me. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh god. And it's just again like yeah, like literally just watching him get beat and whipped and 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 like watching these people who enjoy it. Like, that's, like, a big thing in that movie is, like, the the guys who are, like, beating Jesus, they're, like, laughing and smiling about it because, and, like, again, like, that, there's, like, the obvious thing of, like, hey, the theme, the thematic of, like, of religion and Mm -hmm. and people's radical views on it and the fact that this guy is claiming to be the son of God and these people believe something else or they believe that, you know, he's he's fake, so now they're going to torture him. It's just, like, it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And... It gets a little, it gets a little foo foo. Like it gets a little, like you know, it really, it does kind of lean into the whole like myth, like the devils in it, and he's like whispering, and it's yeah. like ah okay, and then mm-hmm. like that the the end is a little corny for me, where he like gets up and walks out mm-hmm. out, out of the um the cave. Yeah, I'm like eh okay, but like the the core of the film mm-hmm. and and like his mom watching him like and him just trying to walk with the with the cross yeah and just getting hit and then they force him to get back up and it's just it's just it's 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 hard to watch mm-hmm. and i was just like okay i don't need to see this again yeah it's, it's but i think it's movie. a good film yeah. overall and i it's think that well it's made. Wor- i think that it's worth watching if you've never seen it yeah but i just i think you watch it once and you're like okay like in I've the filmography it. of what mel gibson has done like whether it be directing or acting like it's definitely up there yeah, but it yeah. it is hard to watch mm-hmm. um for me my final one that is something that I've it's been probably 10 years um and I refuse to go back to it because it's <laughs> it's just so messed up um obviously when the human centipede came out ah I forgot about this film yeah you know why because you don't want to fucking remember it I, you know what's funny is I don't know if I've actually ever watched the entire thing the entire I've, first one yeah I don't know if I've ever actually fully seen it so the first and one I probably don't need to you don't it's it's messed up. Um, but what hurts me even more, and the one that I really pick, is Human Centipede Two. Ah, I don't. I definitely didn't see that one. Human Centipede Three takes. <laughs> Wait, it, there's three. No, there is three. Unfortunately, the third one takes it more to like a comedic sense. Oh, okay. Um, because it's like a prison, and this guy is just like, listen, if you haven't seen it, you don't want to. The the fucking warden is like eating like dried like you know how like you you fucking like dry fruits yeah um he has like vaginas that he has in a jar and just eats them okay and then he comes up with this idea to like do a human centipede of every inmate it's a little over the top right um the first one is kind of more of like a movie style aspect to it the second one is what gets me because it's this like really first off they do it in black and white which i think adds like a whole other element to it of just like grotesque because you can really see like 
everybody's the black blood. Yes. Like it look, it's so like it stands Not out even so that, much. But like the facial textures of everybody yeah. and like when it gets to that point, like it's it's insane. But like you have this character who is like this um he's like a security guard for like a car park uh parking lot. Okay. And he's like really fat and gross and like he there's a scene where it's like he's masturbating with sandpaper. Okay. And and like the only movie that he's watching is Human Centipede and it gets to this point where it's like, you know, the the cars are all out of the lot and he like locks it up and he gets like five people, one of them being the actress who was in Human Centipede cuz he sent like this letter to her and then does a makeshift version of it himself. And he's, like, really weird. Like, he never actually talks. He just kind of, like, grunts and moans and everything like that. Yeah. And it's bringing back more memories as I'm talking about <laughs> it than I want to remember. But, man, yeah. it, it's disturbing. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, out of the three, it's the one that I would not want to watch the most. The most? Yeah. That's interesting. The first one, maybe, because, like, you can kind of get away with the fact that, like, you know, it is theatrical. It is, like, a film. Yeah. Third one, no, because it's it's just so ridiculous at that point. Yeah. Second one is just basically like a snuff film. Like yeah. so anybody could have done this. Right. Um, and then my two honorable mentions are a movie that I keep talking to you about, Beyond the Black Rainbow. I um, was actually going to watch that the other day. You, sh- I, I want you to just so that way we can talk about it. Yeah. But my God, it was on, I think it was on HBO Max. I was, I was looking through HBO Max and I mm-hmm. saw it and I was, and I put it in, I put it into like my, uh, my queue. Yeah. To like things that I'm going to watch. So I will watch it at some point. It's made by the guy that did Maggie or Mandy. Uh, yeah right yeah, with, yeah, yeah so like yeah and i thought it looked you interesting would, exactly the trailer makes it look interesting yeah, the, tra- the trailer i thought was pretty cool I was yeah like, this, this seems kind of cool wait till you watch it okay um <laughs> and then the other one is the green inferno for obvious reasons uh the green inferno yes mm-hmm. yeah um i do have one honorable mention i guess it's technically like a bunch of honorable mentions mm-hmm. but it's all under the same umbrella mm-hmm. which is every lars von Trier film yeah, uh, I just don't like his movies at all, and I've unfortunately seen like a good amount of them. Uh, um, Antichrist is the only one that's not horrible, right? It, yeah, for I mean, in my opinion, everything else fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently saw the house that Jack built, mm. and I was like, I fucking hate you. Like, that's, I just I hate him so much. That's not the uh, found footage one, is it? No, no, oh, okay. no, 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 no. I don't like the way that he. I, I hate the way that he that he uses his camera. Mm-hmm. I hate the way that he the, how fucking like self indulgent <laughs> he is. Oh yeah, we talked about this with Melancholia. Yeah, and like, like he just feels like he's such a big shot. Yeah, he feels like he's so intelligent and he's so smart and he literally like makes references of his own films in his movies and he refers to them as like great masterworks of. And I'm just like this guy just loves to suck his own dick. Like <laughs> I just I and I don't think his movies are that good. Mm-hmm. Like I really don't. Um, so I fucking hate you, Lars von Trier. Sorry to tell you that, but mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big fan. Uh, yeah. and I think that, and he loves that. He likes the, he likes to be like the, like the controversial like yeah. director, the guy that nobody really likes, yeah. but some people like, so technically it's controversial. Yeah. Then. Like he loves, yeah. And like the people that do like him truly believe that he is like the art house King mm-hmm. and that like, if, if you don't like his movies, then you just don't understand. It's like, no man, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, I don't like Lars von Trier movies. Um, so and again, I've seen all of them pretty much, and I feel like after I've watched them once, I never need to watch them again. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, that's my take. Very nice. All right. Well, I have a recommendation. Okay. After doing this horrible thing of movies that we don't want to watch, there is something that I think you will want to re-listen to Ooh. over and over again. Um, An and album. I'm doing I'm doing a, a music recommendation because I haven't done one in a while. So fuck you. It's been a couple of months. 
You can't say that I do it every well, week again. Well, your, your other references have been water, uh, uh, <laughs> growing out your growing hair, your hair out long, eating. <laughs> so, uh, so I have something that's important. Um, and uh, obviously, I, I feel like you were a fan at one point. Um, the White Stripes, like they made yeah. some pretty recognizable like punk albums, yeah. like rock albums. Um, but Jack White just recently came out with a new album that I've listened to on repeat um, three times already. And it's an album called Fear of the Dawn. Or, okay. And it is really interesting because like you see the similarities and then the differences between White Stripes. And then I know he also had like a couple other bands like in the meantime, like of White Stripes breaking up like the the Rocketeers. Right. Um, but like him on his own, like I've I've kind of like noticed a little bit where he in the beginning he played it a little safe. He kind of did like the same kind of like British punk style that like right, he was yeah. known for, and then he started like incorporating like a lot of different uh, riffs and sounds and like styles to his music while still keeping at the core base of like rock. Yeah, and this album is really really interesting to me. It's done in a very interesting rock way where it incorporates something that I like to call robot music. Um, he has like this really cool way of like making you not really understand, is it a guitar or is it like synth notes? Um, and then also incorporating like very operatic sounds. Like there's a song on there that um, I, I really enjoy, uh, Into the Twilight, that starts out with a very like theatrical like if you were going to a play sound to it yeah um and then also doing like a very spoken word style as well through most of his song like what's the trick um which kind of has like a almost like rage against the machine type sound to it um and then playing off of like old school blues as well like he did a song called heidi ho kind of like a kind of like a tip of the hat to callaway there yeah um but like it's all still like this beautiful blend of like rock and and like operatics and synth and like this robot sound to it that creates like a new style of rock while still somehow being grounded in like his old ways i remember uh whenever you when, when, when you keep saying robot music i just keep thinking of uh everything everything no 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 i keep thinking of uh mr krabs talking and he's oh, like beep, boop, <laughs> beep, boop. Boop. he's like no the one that went beep boop beep pop <laughs> boop <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's really hard to explain um i'm looking forward to it too because like he just released this album like maybe a week or two ago and then he's releasing another album this year mm. um so it's cool to see like something trying different. to catch up with king gizzard huh yeah i guess so you gotta you gotta get on that 16 hey, man, album that <laughs> <laughs> what was it like um omnipotent mountainous whatever the newest one yeah. was really great pretty cool yeah, yeah. Pretty, I, pretty cool Probably my favorite one since Infest the Rat's Nest. You re- you recommended uh, an Everything Everything album to me, the newest one, because mm-hmm. uh, you were like, hey, I just found these guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know about them. And then they just happened to drop, what is it, Raw Data I didn't Feel like or it. something? I didn't like it. The first, like, four tracks, I was like, I hate this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is clearly not for me. And I was about to shut it off. And then it got to Jennifer. Mm. And I was like, I like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the next one. I was like, I kind of like this one. Yeah. And, <laughs> so then, you, and then it got so to the next one. I was like, I kind of like this one, too. Um, I think like if you just skip over like the first four yeah. or five trips, just skip to Jennifer. Once you get mm. to Jennifer, I think it's actually not too bad. No, there, uh, there's a couple on there like yeah. Shark Week. I really enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, um, that's an interesting album too. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they apparently they like used AI 
Yeah, they, they, like, I heard so, about like, that. Some lyrics, and then they kind of like had to like build around it. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's different, a, different it's idea. Interesting. Yeah, They're, but I think the first like four or five tracks are trash. Yeah. Well, at this point, Jack White's album. King Gizzard's new album and everything, everything's second half to the new album, <laughs> but yeah. mainly Jack White. Yeah, cool. All right, uh, Zach, what movie are we doing next? Oh, it's been a while since we've done Arnofsky, hasn't it been? Ooh, are we Let's, doing Black Swan? Black Swan. Okay. I feel I feel like we've done this. We haven't done Black Swan. It's, it's just one of those ones where it's like we should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. Like eventually we'll get to 2001 Space Odyssey. <laughs> That's going to be the big, that's going to be the big deal. That's going to, yeah. It's either going to be like, you know, the the 300 episode or it's going to be like our farewell episode <laughs> because yeah. one of us is going to die. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, so we're doing Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Zach, take us out. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>